0: that's incredible. Um, I'm really, really excited that I get to wrap up the Hallowed series today. I think it's been incredible. And one of my favorite things about going through the Lord's Prayer is that it just has reminded me that God is so good at making things simple for us. <laughs> right? Like, he knows that life is complicated, and he knows that we can sometimes get so in the details of things that we miss what he's actually trying to do simply in our lives. Because he doesn't make things complicated for us. He just wants to help us take the next step. And so if you imagine you're, like, teaching your child to walk, you just are like, come on. Just come towards me, you know, like when you're, you've seen the parent videos. I've been the parent in the video that's like, come on, come on. (laughs) You're just like bribing them with toys and like all the things. And like, I'm not going, okay, on your right leg, develop a slight angle, then use the momentum of your body to, you know what I mean? It's simple. I'm just like, come on, you can do this. And that's just like our heavenly father, I think, with us as he's moving us forward in life. Sometimes we can get so in the details and he's really just standing there with his arms open going, come on, you can do this. Just come towards me. Just take a step towards me. Don't get caught up in the details. And so Jesus has given us this beautiful prayer. And it's simple and Really, if we look at the prayer and we like we've dissected it over the last few weeks, what you'll see is that every prayer that you pray in your life can be tied back to this prayer. Everyone, you believing that maybe a new job will go well for you. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come and your will be done. Are you believing for sickness to be healed? Your kingdom come on the earth as it is in heaven. Are you having trouble like letting go of something that God's asking you to let go of? Well, he reminds us to forgive just as we've been forgiven, right? And I honestly believe that you can take every single thing that you've brought before the Lord in a prayer and you can find out how you're supposed to be asking by going to this prayer. So it's really simple. And I love that it's simple. And I was actually between services it felt like the Lord told me to give something away this morning, and so I just went to the storehouse and took it. Sorry, Tommy. And I'm giving it away now. <laughs> That's okay. I'm allowed to do that. Um, but I was just reminded of this um, devotional book um, that we actually have in the storehouse, and our, some friends of ours have been part of creating this, and it's just a resource, right? The reason that we have the storehouse is not so that we can like have a church bookstore, <laughs> I mean, like, we'd probably get a really cute storefront and do that if we just wanted to do that. That's not what we're trying to do. It's curated, and there's things in there that we believe that will really help you in your life. We don't need to have stuff in there. We want to help you by giving you tools and resources that will help you take step forward steps forward in your life. So this is called A Simple Pursuit, um, A Heart After Jesus, and it's just daily devotions to help you take steps forward. So um, first person to put up their hand that needs to take a new step forward, you, come on. Well done. I love it. I had no idea how I was going to give it away, so thanks. (laughs) So I believe that was God-ordained for you to get that today Um, because we didn't give it away in the last service, so God knew. Um, He's like, stop hugging me, Mom. They're looking. They're all looking. (laughs) It's fine. He's a man. He enjoys the hug, but he doesn't need it. (laughs) Right? Nothing wrong with Mamas giving you hugs. All right, so that was for you. I, honestly, I really believe that there's a reason that God told me between these services to give that away because he, he knew you would be sitting right there and you would be brave enough to just stick a hand up. So well done, that's a good step. <laughs> so number one, it's simple. And number two, it's inclusive. So when you look at the Lord's Prayer, it says, our Father, it doesn't say my Father who's in heaven, it says our Father. Meaning then when Jesus says, pray like this, he's reminding us that it's not just about us as we pray. It's our Father. And it means it includes the people in your household, your friends, the people in your church, the people in our city. It's impossible to pray that prayer without including the world around us. And that's not an accident. He didn't just get the word wrong. It was supposed to be our If you were in the 9 a.m., somehow we got off track and got to our father. If you like pirate prayers and you're into that sort of thing, we're going to redeem the ship downtown. And we're going to start it off with our father. It's too good to leave out. It got weird in the first service. I figured you all deserved the privilege of seeing how weird I am. I'm good with it. Um, All right, so let's do what we've done every week, and let's pray the Lord's Prayer together. It's going to be on the screen. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God, thank you that you've given us this prayer. Thank you, Jesus, that you knew what we would need to pray before we were even alive, God. Before we drew our first breath, you were giving us a tool to live well and to live the way you've called us to live, God. Thank you that you make it simple, And you just want us to take a step towards you this morning. You just want us to start moving to, in some way, just go, my Father is waiting for me. And he wants me to just, however it looks, stumbling or falling, just move forward towards him today. And so, God, would you help us to see you as you are and to hear you more clearly and to just move towards you today. It's in your holy name that we pray. Amen. Okay, so I actually wrote down a little bit as I was um, praying this prayer. I like to, in devotions, um, write down sometimes just what the word is speaking to me, personalize it. You know what I mean? Like you read a scripture and then you insert your name. Like he loves me. My mom showed me how to do that. My mom does that. And it's a really helpful tool as you're doing devotions. And so I was just writing down things that I was hearing from God as I was um, reading through the Lord's Prayer. And this is a few things I I wrote down. I think this will help you because this is, It it makes sense for our lives today, right? The scripture is living and active. That means it's working today the same as it was working when it was given. It, It doesn't ever stop working. We're gonna live our whole lives and we can read the same scripture over and over and over again and it's always gonna be alive doesn't get tired. It doesn't get worn out. It's just living and active, and it will divide your heart like a skilled surgeon would to get to the root of, of anything that might be keeping you from a full and free relationship with Jesus, and that's pretty incredible. So I just wrote down a few things as I was reading uh, this passage. Praying this prayer is saying, God, you are holy. God, I want your kingdom here on earth more than I want to build my own kingdom Let your kingdom define the kingdom I live in. I want you, I want what you want more than my own wants. You can provide everything I need. Forgive me for getting this wrong and help me forgive others because we're all in the same boat, right? Help me to forgive because we all get it wrong sometimes. Imperfect people who are wanting to love you with all we've got. I don't want anything to get in the way of a life lived for you. Nothing in the way of my love for you, God. Lead me where I'm supposed to be. I don't want to end up anywhere that will put anything in the way of listening to you and seeing you clearly. Deliver me from anywhere that I need to get out of. I'm asking because I know that you're my shepherd and you are my deliverer. What a powerful prayer to shape our lives. So today we're going to focus on the last line, and and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And as I was thinking about that, I immediately got the Target symbol in my brain. (laughs) You know where I'm going, right? (laughs) You know you get to Target and you're like, the Publix where shopping is such a pleasure does not have these two items that I need to fulfill my shopping list, so I have to go to Target, (laughs) for those things. So you get there and you're like get through the parking lot. I try to park in the lane where you can just pull straight out and into the line cuz it just gets a little crazy at Target sometimes and I'm like why are we all in a rush? So I park my car in my favorite little parking line spot and go inside and I get my buggy and say thank you to the lovely person who's standing there and has been sanitizing the buggies. Wave at the lady behind the shield. Thank you. Hope you're doing great get down the aisle, you have passed that little like $1-ish section right there, you know, and there's always a baby crying. So some kid is always screaming in that section. So depending on how bad the screaming is, you wander through the maze or you don't, even though you already know what's in there, depending on the season that you're in. Is it time yet to set up for spring? Probably not, but we still want to buy a tiny little pot that you grow your own basil at home in. So you make it through there and on the other side, there's the like temptation of all the snacks that are two for $6 and you're like, I don't need another box of LaCroix, probably don't need any more popcorn either, but it's all right there and so you're just like, I just got to get through this part. So sure enough, you find yourself at the crossroads (laughs) and you're like, I just need some like hand soap and I need some cotton wool. From my face toner, and then I got to get out of here. And you either decide at that moment to go straight through the bathing suits and the shoes and the bags and the earrings and the athleisure and the sales section, or you go left. And for me, I can't wear all the young clothes in that section. So I'm like, I'm good. As long as I don't go straight, I'm going to be okay. If you go left, then you're pretty quickly gonna hit the cards, the dog food, and the cleaning products. And then the vibe is gone. (laughs) And you get to what you gotta get to. And often I'll just go straight, right? Because I'm like, well, I can always use another new bathing suit. (laughs) So I just make my way. And then you get another chance because you go straight down the aisle and you get that moment at Shoes and Athleisure where you can take a left Or you can go straight. If you go straight, you hit the menswear and the vibe is gone again. Or you can go left and then you hit hearth and home and it's all over. Because then you've wrapped up your clothes, your accessories, your bags, your homewares, and you hit candles and like, you know, I don't, is there much more to say? But it's a little bit like that, right? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. From the evil one. (laughs) Target's not the evil one. I love Target. But I really was thinking about that when I started preparing for this message because sometimes you can be on the road knowing what you actually need to get done, and then you can get really distracted by things that aren't bad, that are good things, that just kind of get in the way of what God is actually calling you to do, right? So there's a couple of points I want to give us this morning. They're going to be really simple because... That's my favorite thing about this prayer is the simplicity. But I think they're going to be really, really helpful for you. Because instead of getting overwhelmed with what we're in the middle of, I think there's a way to actually just say, God, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lead us and deliver us, God, please. That's what we're looking for. So number one, lead us. You know when you trust the person that leads you, when you know their character and their nature, you're willing to go there with them? Maybe that's a word for you this morning. When you're willing to be led, you're actually saying to God, I trust the process that you're working out in my life. When you're willing to be led, you're saying, I want your way more than I want my own way, God. Right? Isn't that what willing to be led is? When when Maddie and I were dating, he took me on a trip. And we got in the car, in the car, Got in the car and we took a drive, <laughs> and it was a it was a good drive, like three three hours, yeah. So we're in the car driving. He didn't really tell me um, much about what we were doing, except I knew that we were gonna go snowboarding for the day. Cause you, in Australia you could drive down for the day, and then drive back and like enjoy the snow. This is pretty cool. <laughs> so good. So we went to a really romantic place called Blue Cow. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> like worst. <laughs> but it was beautiful. And so we um when we were dating we used to surf all the time together. We would go on surf trips, like just had the best time. That was basically how we dated because we were broke, so we just surfed every day together. And um so we were going to snowboard, which we hadn't done together before at that point. So we went up, you know, and we get all our gear and everything. We go up the mountain and we're just having fun like snowboarding and stuff. And I had been a while since I snowboarded. And so I was kind of like nervous, and he kept being like, oh, let's just go to the top. Like, it's so pretty up there. And I was like, leave me alone. I just want to be right here. (laughs) Like, Quit pressuring me. I can see you. Just go snowboard, and I'll like clap on the way down. It'll be great. And he just wouldn't let it go. And so finally, I'm like, ugh, fine, fine. I'll go up to the top with you. And so we go up to the top, and I'm already like irritated because I'm nervous. You know how when you get nervous, you just get mean sometimes? So I was like that. (laughs) So we make it to the top of the mountain. And then, like, you know, snowboard boots and all that stuff, they're hard, kind of hard and annoying to unclick. You want to keep one in. And so he's like, oh, take off your snowboard. And I was like, you're kidding me. And he's like, I just want to show There's this really cool, like, spot over here, this ridge thing. And I'm, like, super mad because I'm thinking there's nothing over there. I can see it. It doesn't look cool. And I just wouldn't let him take me there. And finally, he convinced me, so I take off my board and begrudgingly, like, walk up over this, like, hill thing in the snow. And we end up in this kind of, like, tree thing, field of trees with snow everywhere, and I'm like, this is not a slope. (laughs) Like, what are we doing? And I turned around, and he pulled out a ring, (laughs) and he got on one knee, and he proposed to me right then, and he said, I'm the king of the mountain. (laughs) He said, I'm the king of the mountain. And every king needs a queen. (laughs) What a line. I know. (laughs) So with like a freezing face not rolling down my nose because it's cold and my hands are like ice, I said yes. And we snowboarded down the mountain and it stopped every like 100 feet because I was like taking off my, (laughs) wait, wrong hand. (laughs) Take off my gloves to look, and I'm like, "Oh, I gotta put these gloves back on." So I look at my ring, and we went home immediately because I just we wanted to call everybody, and you know. But the crazy thing about that story is, if you want to be led, you have to be willing to be led. And there's of course a con- a, con- a context in that story where I want my husband to lead our family, and I'm willing to allow him to lead our family. But there was something in that day that like I could have missed a really amazing moment if I hadn't just let him lead me somewhere that he was taking me. And you know, God leads us on these adventures and he leads us down the paths of our life. And sometimes we're so reluctant because we're uncomfortable or we're nervous or insecure. We're worried about what it might look like. It feels inconvenient, whatever it is. And he's like, if you just knew what I was planning for you, if you just could see the whole picture of what I have in store for you, then you would maybe not so begrudgingly take off that snowboard and get your booty over the hill so this wonderful thing could happen. We have to be willing to be led and I wanna read us something from Psalm 25. This is what his leading looks like sometimes. Show me how you work, God. School me in your ways. Take me by the hand. Lead me down the path of truth. You are my savior, aren't you? Mark the milestones of your mercy and love, God. Rebuild the ancient landmarks. Forget that I sowed wild oats. I love that line in message. expression. Mark me with your sign of love. Plant only the best for me, God. God is fair and just. He corrects the misdirected, sends them in the right direction. He gives the rejects his hand and leads them step by step. From now on, every road you travel will take you to God. Follow the covenant signs. Read the charted directions. You know what covenant signs are? It's promises that God has made to you. Do you know the greatest covenant that we've ever gotten is through Jesus Christ. His blood shed on the cross was our new covenant so that we wouldn't have to earn salvation but it was a, it was a gift freely given by grace through Jesus. To follow the covenant signs, read the charted directions, keep up your reputation, God. Forgive my bad life. It's been a very bad life. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes. Help me, God. I love how Paul says, I want to do, I don't do what I want to do, and what I want to do, I don't do. I feel like that sometimes, right? My question, what are God worshippers like? Your answer, arrows aimed at God's bullseye. They settle down in a promising place. Their kids inherit a prosperous farm. God friendship is for God worshipers. They are the ones he confides in. If I keep my eyes on God, I won't trip over my own feet. So you have a savior. You have a father in heaven. You have the Holy Spirit inside you as a believer in Jesus Christ that leads you and guides you into the right path so that you know where you're going. And if you find yourself somewhere that you're not supposed to be, do you know that he just offers his hand towards you and says, just take my hand. I'm gonna help you get back to where you're supposed to be going. And he's not cruel and he's not angry at you. He just reaches out his hand. He's like, come on, here we go. But if you wanna be led by him, you have to be willing to trust that he's gonna lead you somewhere good. Sometimes I think we get caught up in the rules and the all the do's and don'ts and we're like, I can't keep up with all that. And he's like, just let me lead you. If I tell you no about something, then don't do it because I'm helping to lead you somewhere. He doesn't need you to like go through and keep the rule list. He needs you to listen and obey when he speaks to you. And you know how to know when the Holy Spirit speaks to you? If you're like, I just don't really feel like I connect with the Holy Spirit. Invite him to speak to you. Maybe don't wait for the biggest decision of your life to try and hear God for the first time. Right? Right? Because there's a lot of pressure if you do that. Start with something little. Invite him into your everyday life. God, what do you want to do today? God, where do you want me to go today? God, show show me somebody that I can just talk to and encourage today. God, will you point somebody out to me that I can just say, hey, you're doing awesome. There's good things ahead for you. I just feel like God wanted to tell you that he loves you and he's got incredible things for your life. You know, just encourage somebody, ask him to like speak to you in little ways across your journey so that when you get to somewhere big and you need to hear his voice about something big, you're like, well, I recognize his voice. Remember before there was caller ID and you would call somebody and you would say, oh, hey, it's Jill. And they're like, uh, I know <laughs> It's because they knew your voice, Right. So you get used to the sound of hearing God's voice speak to you by his Holy Spirit inside of you. Then all of a sudden, it's like, I know that voice. Something big comes up. You're like, I know this voice. We've done life together. I've been living by the sound of his voice for a long time. And so this is just exciting now. It's an incredible place to be. So lead us. And then it says, not into temptation. It says in James 1, 13 and 14, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Do you know what temptation is? This is it. This is where the Bible really clearly defines for us what temptation looks like. It's saying what is in front of, it's when what is in front of you, sorry, drags you away from what God is offering you. So temptation is when what is in front of you drags you away from what God is offering you. It's the enticing. Each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and are enticed. Temptation is simply going, I want something more than I want what God wants for me. Right? I mean, it's like, (laughs) it's painfully simple. (laughs) It's learning to hear the voice of God in your life and then you either listen to him or you don't. But if you want to be led by God, Don't be mad when you don't go his way and you end up somewhere you don't want to be, right? But then don't feel stuck there because you're not. Because his grace and his mercy and his love is extended to you to come and get you from wherever you are and bring you back. With like, remember the picture? Like take one step. Your father's just like, you're doing awesome. Come on. And how we read in Psalms 25, he's schooling us in the ways of how to live a life that's devoted to him. It's so simple. But it's just these little steps, right, that help us begin to live a life where he's leading us. So leading us looks like being willing to be led. So what does temptation look like? 1 Corinthians 10 uh, verses eleven or 12 and 13 say, so if you think you're standing firm, be careful then that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Do you know that if you find yourself somewhere that you feel like you can't overcome the thing that you're facing, God will give you a way out? Usually on the road up there, there's like every door is open to just like get out of the situation, and we kind of ignore it until we're deep in it, and then we're like, oh boy, I've gone too far, <laughs> right? Please tell me. You guys are awfully quiet, and making me feel real alone up here because I have been there and not taken any of the outs, and then found myself where I didn't want to be. But He doesn't do that because He's loving and He's kind. And believe it or not, He's with you on that whole journey. He's not mad at you when you're doing it. He's just like, come on. I've got the best, most abundant and full life for you. All you have to do is just come with me. This is the way out. This isn't going to be good. Here's a way out. And, and he watches us. I would imagine with grief as we sometimes just keep going and going and going. And he keeps offering a way out. and He keeps offering a way out. And all he wants to do is just go, come on, just come this way take some steps towards me. I love you. I want you to come back to my heart, to my arms. And it can be over just like that. If we just would abandon this thing that we let take a higher place than him. and turn, just start running. Right? So lead us not into temptation. Jesus was in the wilderness after he was baptized by John. He spent 40 days fasting, and then the enemy came to test him or to tempt him. And he's the son of God, right? So there's no chance the enemy's going to get a hold on him, but he just ends up being a mouthpiece for the glory of God as the enemy tries to come against him. And I just want to read a couple things before we move on because I think this is like a shine, will shine a light for you on some ways that the enemy will try to get you when he's tempting you, because I'm not Jesus, I don't know about you, but I have Jesus living inside of me, and the same power that conquered the grave lives in me, so if I can get a hold of what Jesus did and live by that, I know I'm gonna be okay when temptation comes my way. This is what happens. Matthew 4, it says, if you, this, the, the devil tempted in and said this, it says, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. If you are. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all of the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. The first thing that I see there is that the first thing the enemy brought in question was if you are the son of God, identity. Do you know one of the first things when you find yourself in a situation where you know that you're like, there's a test happening, the enemy's trying to trip you up, he's trying to take you out, he will question your identity. If you feel like your identity is question, I'm tell- in question, I'm telling you this morning, that is the enemy trying to take you out. He will make you question who God says you are, what you're called to do, the value of what you bring somewhere, if you belong, he'll make you question all of those things. And it's incredible that in this prayer, we started with our Father. If you find yourself isolated, the enemy has isolated you. You know, when Jesus talks about the, the 99 sheep, he tells their parable of there was there was one missing and he left the 99 to go get the one. Why? Because the one is vulnerable. He wanted to bring the one back into the many. Because we need each other. It's messy and it's a real family. There are crazy people and normal people. I probably fit in the crazy people category. But we're a family and we do life together and we don't let people get isolated because you don't make it when you're isolated. We need each other. We don't all have to agree. We don't have to like live in perfect harmony, but we have to work at it. We have to forgive each other. We have to keep moving in life. But if you find yourself isolated, I'm telling you right now, the enemy's trying to keep you away from other people that will help you thrive as a believer in Jesus. So he'll make you question your identity. Um, He'll offer to fill a gap. Just make this stone bread and then you won't be hungry anymore. You know, he's really good at looking for gaps in your life in places that you feel a need that actually might be places that God is using and making beautiful by drawing you nearer to him in the middle of that, like, feeling that lack. You start to look towards your heavenly father. You feel closer to him. You know, ever notice how when you're in hard seasons, you're like, I've never been so close to God because you're just leaning on him. And sometimes God allows those seasons to last so that we would develop a deep-rooted love and understanding of his love for us. And the enemy is really good at coming along in those seasons and being like, I can end this for you. You like waiting on a waiting on a husband, waiting on a wife? Well, this one will do. That could fill the gap for you. And all of a sudden, what might be a really awesome person that wasn't supposed to be your person is in your life and distracting you what God actually was doing in your life, right? Or we think, oh, I'm waiting on this job or this financial thing to come through. And instead of waiting on the way God wants to provide for us, we just start to busy our lives and provide for ourselves. If he starts to offer you something that God hasn't clearly offered you as a gift, just wait and ask the Holy Spirit if that's how he wants to fulfill the need in your life, right? When he comes, he's just trying to get you to put anything in God's place. You want to know a really simple way to not give him the time of day. Just keep saying, God, you're first in my life. God, where do you want me to put you first? God, where am I missing putting you first? Just make it simple, right? So number two, deliver us. So lead us. And number two, deliver us. Deliverance looks like a couple of things. Looks like being in the aisle at Target and having the option to go left. You know, it can look like turning on the TV and just turning it right back off again. Right? It can look like starting a conversation because it's just how you used to talk and just shutting your own mouth and deciding I'm just not gonna talk like that anymore. It can look like being in a place that you feel like there's no way that you can get out of, and somebody comes and tells you that there is hope. Think about Moses when he was sent to the Israelites in Egypt, right? He felt unqualified, but he was sent, and he shows up, and he begins to tell the Israelites that God is gonna deliver them, and he stands up to Pharaoh, and we all know the story. But deliverance for the Israelites looked like a man that was willing to go somewhere uncomfortable, So sometimes somebody will show up in your life and they'll bring a word to you that you need to open your ears and listen to. Sometimes God will put somebody in your path like a Moses who might feel unqualified, but they're just being obedient and stepping out and trying to speak into your life because they love you and they want to see you move forward. And we need to be willing to open our ears and look for where God is speaking. And sometimes you will be the mouthpiece. Sometimes God will send you to somebody. Sometimes God will ask you to go and speak a word to somebody, to prophesy over them, to build up, cheer up, to encourage, or to do life alongside somebody and mentor them so that they can get out of the slavery that they're in, right? So sometimes it looks like a Moses. Sometimes it looks like a thief on a cross next to Jesus. Let's read this. Luke 23, starting in verse 39. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you... Fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence. We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man, speaking of Jesus, has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, truly, I tell you today that you will be with me in paradise. He had to believe that even though it was at the last hour, that the deliverance had come, that it didn't matter that his whole life had looked this way. As soon as he met Jesus, everything could change. But he had to choose to see that God was sending deliverance. And sometimes I think we can look at our lives and think I don't deserve it. I need to work hard. I need to get myself together before Jesus can really help me. And I think this is one of the most beautiful pictures of grace in the Bible. Because all he did was look over and say, you've done nothing and I know you are who you say you are. This guy can give me hope. And then Jesus said, you're with me. Do you know that he's looking across the room today and maybe you haven't said yes to him yet and he's just saying, all I want you to do is to say yes to me. Because his response to, to you is, you're with me now. You get scooped up in this. It's inclusive, it's not exclusive. Everybody's invited. Everybody's invited. And if everybody wasn't, I would be the first person out of my ear. But we're all in on this. And I want to read you what I think deliverance sounds like. Psalm 91, starting in verse 9, it says, If you say, The Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent. Deliverance has a sound. You know when we're in worship and we're singing and you're like, can sense that God is doing something in the room and you don't even have to understand it. I remember the first time I felt the presence of God in a worship service and never felt anything like it in my life and I knew that it was God and I knew that he was moving and I had known of him and I had known about him and I had known Jesus and I had known the Father, but I didn't know the Holy Spirit. And I showed up in a service and everything changed in a moment because I sensed that what was happening in the room was so much bigger than anything I was ever gonna be able to explain. And I didn't really know what to do except to just lean into it, <laughs> right? Sometimes you just gotta like lean in. It's like the kid that's learning to walk. You just lean forward a little bit and all of a sudden you like begin that awkward movement of like heading towards the father. And it's this beautiful thing to get caught up in because it's a safe place to be. And it's why when the Holy Spirit begins to move in a, worship, in a worship setting, whether it's through song or through any other part of church, you're like, I just want more of this. I don't get it, but I just want more of this. And you know that when our deliverance has a sound like that, God begins to move upon the praise of his people. It's why things start to lift off in worship. It's why you can find yourself free of things that you didn't even know you needed to be free of in a worship service. Because as God begins to move upon our praise, it's how he delivers us. He reveals things that need to go. And we say, yes, God, lead me, show me. And then he's like, this is the way out. Yes, God, I want this deliverance. I want to go this way. I'm going to turn from the way that I was going. I'm going to go this way now. Because I want to be led and I want to be delivered. So deliver us. Lead us and deliver us. And just lastly, while we all stand and the team comes back up, I wonder what the Holy Spirit's saying to you this morning. So we can kind of listen to a word or spend a Sunday in the house and we can walk away kind of having ticked the box of like, that was great and I love to be in church. But you know what really begins to shift our lives is when we ask the Holy Spirit, what do you wanna tell me today? What are you saying to me? So with all of our eyes closed, Why don't you just ask him that? Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me this morning? Maybe you just need to say to him, I wanna be led by you. God, I want you to lead me. I want you to show me what's next. I don't really understand except I'm just gonna lean into your love and begin to roll forward, falling or moving awkwardly or whatever it takes just to run towards you, God. I'm gonna read this over us one more time, Psalm 25. And I want you to make this your prayer this morning. Show me how you work, God. School me in your ways. Take me by the hand. Lead me down your path of truth. You're my savior, aren't you? Mark the milestones of your mercy and love, God. Rebuild the ancient landmarks. Forget that I sowed wild oats. Mark me with your sign of love. Plan only the best for me, God. God is fair and just. He corrects the misdirected. Sends them in the right direction. God, would you send us in the right direction this morning? He gives the rejects his hand, and he leads them step by step. From now on, every road you travel will take you to God. Follow the covenant signs. Read the charted directions. The word of God, it's charted directions. Keep up your reputation, God. Forgive my bad life. It's been a very bad life. My question, what are God worshippers like? Your answer, arrows, aimed at God's bullseye. They settle down in a promising place. Their kids inherit a prosperous farm. God friendship is for God worshipers. They are the ones he confides in. If I keep my eyes on God, I won't trip over my own feet. God, would you help us and school us in your ways this morning? Show us where you're moving, God. Show us what's next. Show us the next step, Holy Spirit. God, we're ready for the next thing. We're ready for more. Make our lives living sacrifices You know, just like in the Old Testament when God's people would bring like their best in offering, bring their little baby goat or whatever they had to bring up to the altar to lay it down their very best, our very best are our lives, the best part of us and saying, God, you can have my life. And just like the fire of God would consume the sacrifices, the fire of God falls on us because he's, falling all around us. When you think about a consuming fire, it's like it it takes up everything that's there. And I don't know about you, but I want a life with God, to be led by God, to be shown which way to go by Him in a way that's like He's all-consuming. I'm offering Him my life, and I'm like, God, just every part of me, just surround me, fill me through and through. God, let there be Nothing left but you, God. I want what you want. Your way is higher than my way. I'm not picking my way anymore, God. I want to end up on the road that you've called me to because I know it's the best. I don't want counterfeits anymore. I want you. There's no one better, God. So as we start to worship again, and let me tell you, God is gonna move upon your praise. So as you start to worship and God worshipers, aim straight at God's bold eye like an arrow you ask him to just come like a fire and fall and just overtake all the things that are left that don't belong there to send you in a new direction if there needs to be a new direction to start to write the things that aren't maybe facing the right way anymore thanks for listening to that podcast we pray it blessed you